welcome to the Happy in Medicine podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christina Arnold. I'm an expert certified coach and a physician mom. I help women physicians go from burnout to happy in medicine. Let's get started. Today, I share a lesson that has led to many a client breakthrough. It probably will be the secret to your next breakthrough as well. You'll likely feel better just by hearing this lesson. You'll see your world in a different way. I developed this tool through my own self-coaching and with working with lots of clients. And it turns out I'm not the only one who's developed this tool. Obviously, things that work really, really well are often recreated in the minds or created in the minds of many people. So you may have heard this concept first through the lens of Brene Brown. She's a very similar, similar concept I've heard through her book, Dare to Lead. I am going to just briefly tell you what I know about Brene Brown and give you her sentence, her tool, and then I'm going to give you my tool and what the differences are. Neither are wrong. Neither is better. It's just some, some subtleties some nuances that I wanted to offer. So you get to pick which sentence you like the best. I actually don't follow Brene Brown at all. I've heard many people, I know they adore and love her and um, it's not anything personal. I think the work she does on shame and vulnerability and leadership is so important. I just didn't tend to not surround myself with other thought leaders because I don't want to absorb or copy or mimic anyone else. I want my, I really do a lot of work to try to keep my voice unique and distinct and my own. And the more thought leaders I put in my head, the more I hear my voice sounding like other people's. So just to, um, that's the only reason if you love Brene Brown, amazing. If you've never heard of her, go check her out. She is a beloved professor, author, and expert on shame, vulnerability, and leadership. You can check her out on TEDx so you can see her in action. Grab her book, Google her work. You'll love it. One of her blockbuster books was called Dare to Lead. And in it, I've heard this is where she offers this tool. The story I'm making up my head is dot, dot, dot. The story I'm making up in my head is dot, dot, dot. Because I'm not an expert, I can't tell you how she uses it, but my hunch is she uses this quick sentence to offer ourselves some space to remind ourselves this is a story we are making up. We can unmake it up. We can change it anytime. Just create so many options for us. My version is a little different. I like this version. The story I'm telling myself is... It's a very distinct, subtle distinction. The story I'm telling myself is, here's why I like it. And again, use whichever one feels better in your body. They're both very similar. Neither is wrong. Neither is better. For me, when I tell myself I'm making this up, it feels like judgment and chastising. Like I'm kind of making up, kind of making my, kind of making fun of myself in a not so nice way. Kind of like telling myself it's all in my head. I'm just making this up. I'm the one causing this kind of feels like I'm blaming and scolding and shading myself. And I think we have enough messaging the world in the world, especially for women. It's just all in your head. We get that all the time. And while that's true, it doesn't feel great, especially one of our core values is honesty. Like I am creating all this doesn't feel great. It feels like I'm shaming myself or blaming myself. So for those reasons, I like a very, very subtle, very, very modified version. The story I'm telling myself is because it feels more like understanding. It feels like there's no moral judgment. It just feels like, okay, this is just the truth. And when I'm not judging myself, I have so much space to take care of myself. 
Here's where it makes sense to me. My brain is constantly telling stories. I am a voracious reader. I love reading other people's stories. I love telling my own stories. I love writing my own stories. I'm actually right now reading four different books all at once. What? I love reading. I love writing. It helps me make sense of the world. This is true for everyone. It's how we learn best. I could tell you about today's tool, or I could tell you in stories. And if I tell you in stories, you're much more likely to relate to it, for it to land for you, for it to stick in your brain. So we learn best in stories. It's how we organize information. Stories make up our whole life. Our life is a series of stories. They're profound. There are professions that are based on stories, authors, journalists. There are professions that are based on understanding stories like doctors, therapists, coaches, counselors. So it makes a whole lot of sense to my brain when I tell my brain I'm making a story. When I'm like creating a story, it really resonates with my brain. Of course I am. Now, sometimes the stories we create are painful. This is oftentimes And it's because our brain has a strong negativity bias. It's supposed to. Its design has evolved to point us out when there might be danger around because it wants to keep us safe. The story I'm telling myself is, that's my favorite power sentence, it reminds me that this experience is something that is uniquely mine, so it feels special. It also gives me choice and space to question the story. So I get to ask myself, is this story painful? feels like I'm caring for myself. Do I want to keep this story? Feels like choice and agency. Am I willing and ready to question or let the story go? That feels like empowerment. I could make up an entirely different story if I want to. Feels like options. But maybe I want to stay with the story even though it's painful. That feels like love and empathy. So notice, all of this feels really good in my body, and it probably feels good in yours too. Love, care, choice, empowerment, options, empathy, understanding. Feels like space. And when I have lots of space, I can find my way to connect to myself and take care of me. This feels really good. So that's some dialogue you can have around your story. The story I'm telling myself is dot, dot, dot. That's my favorite power sentence. And... I want to give you three options of what you can do when you're when you're seeing your story. You have some three huge categories of options. And within these categories of options, you have millions of subcategories of options. So there's just so much space built into this. And when humans, we have space, it feels amazing. The opposite is when we tell ourselves, we only have one option. There's only one thing to do and I hate it, right? That feels really terrible and restrictive. So let's go to the place where you have found your story. Now we're going to have offer three options for your brain. The first is sometimes you just wanted to pick a different story, right? So when I'm here, here's some tips for you. How could I tell the story in a different way? What would Oprah think about this? <laughs> what would Oprah say here? What's the opposite of the story? This story is painful. So the opposite story probably feels really good. Let me just explore it. If someone loved the set of facts and circumstances, someone loved where my life is right now, what's the story they would tell? What else is possible here? Do you notice how much breath it creates, it infuses in the story? We can see there's so many different dimensions of it. So the first option is you can just decide on a different story. Second option is 
sometimes the story is painful and you're going to decide to keep the story and change the circumstances. So here where I is where I was with both job one and two was um, this job stinks. I realize I'm making the story up. I don't want to change it because it really is stinking. I'd rather just go create a different job. So that's exactly what I did for job one and two. If you're wondering what happened there, uh, my story was that this job stank in so many different ways. And I wasn't interested in changing anymore. I wasn't interested in negotiating. I wasn't interested in making myself happy. I wasn't interested in telling myself to be grateful. I was just interested in leaving. And sometimes that's what we're going to do with our stories. We're just going to be like, I'm keeping the story and I'm leaving this part of my life. I'm ending this part of this relationship, ending this job. I love my in-laws. I do not want to spend every holiday with them. And I'm guessing they don't want to spend every holiday with me too. I don't think that's that's not an unloving statement. I think it's just, that's where we are. I could change my story or I can keep my story and just like, we're not going to spend every holiday with them. Totally okay. It is totally okay either way. I can love them and not spend every holiday, right? Um, another example is, I do kind of hate that I'm the only one who voluntarily cleans the kitchen. For the most part, that's true in our house. I My dirty little secret is I kind of love cleaning the kitchen. <laughs> so that's why you'll find me on any day like going to clean it. It just feels amazing. I love the smell of it. I love seeing how everything is just beautiful. So I love it, but nobody else in my family has those views of cleaning. And I don't want to be the only one who's always cleaning. So I'm going to keep my story and I'm going to change the circumstances of my my house. I'm going to say, hey, husband, can you help me? Hey, kids, it's your turn. I'm going to let myself ask for help. I'm going to keep my story. It is painful, but it's painful for a good reason. It helps me get the help that I need, that I want. Helps me accomplish my goals. All right. So option one is you can tell the story a different way. Option two, keep your story. And change the circumstance of your life. Ask for help. Change your job. Don't fly to the in-laws. Option three is sometimes we just want to keep the painful story. We want to make room for the pain in that case. And this one might be a hard one to understand unless you're actively in pain and then you're going to totally get this. And so what I would ask you here, if you want to understand this option, and you never have to, is go back to a moment where you were in pain you will understand it much better from that perspective. Because here's the thing, life is for sure painful. Sometimes it's very, very painful. And when we try to tell ourselves to tell a different story or change a circumstance before we are ready, that will cause more pain because here's the truth. Our pain has a purpose. It helps us process normal emotion that needs to get out of our head and our body. And when we allow our brain, our emotion to come out of our brain and our body, it feels like relief in the deepest, most powerful way. So this is what a lot, and if you don't know how to release it, this is where you're going to want to hire a coach. I would love to help you with this. It is not something that's taught in med school or our education system, but it is the thing that has us feeling better the fastest. To be able to sit with our pain, though, we have to have a different relationship with it for our pain and a different relationship for other people's pain. For most people, our relationship is currently, we have to fix it. We need to move away from it. We need to go work harder to get out of it. We need to go fix our husband's pain and our kid's pain. It's very effortful. And you'll never be able to fix your husband's or kid's pain because that's their pain to work through. So instead, the answer will always be, how can I take care of my pain? 
And there will be moments where you will not want to change the story or the circumstance. You will just want your pain. So I'm going to give you two examples. One is when a loved one dies, let's just say on that day, I mean, so, and, and maybe months later, but like the acute pain is so intense on the day of their death. Like it feels so real. I just want to be with my pain. I don't want to tell a different story. Listen, I get, I have my memories. I get, they'll always be in my heart. I get, I can look at pictures or movies. I get that I can see them when I go back to heaven. And don't you dare try to tell me that because I want my pain. And this will be same with our loved ones. If we try to take their pain away before they're ready to release it, it's very likely they will fight us. They will push us away. They will shut down because they want their pain because their pain has a purpose. I also don't want to, on the day someone that I love dies, I don't want to change a circumstance. I do not want to go on a girl's weekend. I don't want to go book a massage. I don't want to go to church. I want to be with my pain. I want to grieve. It's the only thing that feels really good to me. So I want to grieve. And by the way, there is a, a podcast, I believe it's 17, goes through, it's one of my most popular downloaded podcasts. It walks you through how grief can be really beautiful. It's not anything you've ever learned before. It's really, really beautiful. My second example is my daughter is going to college in less than a year. And just the thought of it, I will just uncontrollably cry sometimes. Sometimes it's a small little weep. Sometimes it's just one little tear. And sometimes it's all out uncontrollable bawling, right? Again, my story is I love her entirely. I cannot bear the idea of not seeing her, hugging her, talking to her every day. I just cannot bear that. I don't want to tell a different story. I don't want someone, when someone says, oh, Christina, you can just call her, you can Zoom, you can fly over, you can fly her home. I don't want to hear any of that. When I'm in really acute pain and I'm choosing my story on purpose, I don't want to hear a different story. I don't want to hear how I can change my circumstances. I want my pain because it feels really true to me. Like a living, breathing thing, I want to be with it and take care of it and tend to it and love on it. And that allowance of the of the pain actually feels amazing. Grief is an active process. It's how we heal. It is so beautiful to allow yourself to go through it though. You have to have a different relationship with it. In episode 17, you'll hear all my best tips on it. And when you join my coaching program, we work through this too. So when I'm with my grief, thinking about my daughter and I'm crying uncontrollably, I'm okay with that. It does make my loved ones super uncomfortable. (laughs) And to be honest, I generally don't do it outside of my house unless I'm on a walk all by myself, a hike all by myself. But I generally, when I am crying, my daughter gets very uncomfortable. And so does my son and my husband, because of course they love me and they don't want to see me in pain. So their natural response is to try to take my pain away from me. And it doesn't end well. I just let them know I'll go cry on my own. Then I'll go take myself to my bedroom and lock the door and cry on my own. If I need to, or I'll remind them, hey, listen, nothing needs to be fixed here. This feels really good to get the tears out. This is how I'm working through my pain. They may or may not be, they're generally, when I say that, they generally understand and back off, but sometimes they don't. Sometimes they really struggle with it. That's not my, and I remember myself, that's not my business. Their pain is for them too. And they're resourceful and we'll work through this. And I just need a couple of minutes to, Get these tears out. I'll be right back in the family. This will not last forever. 
And I can find understanding. Like, I get it. It's hard for humans to see our loved ones in pain, especially for husbands who may not have a coach, who may not know, not know these tools. So I have so many options at those moments. I can remind him. I can say, hey, let's just take a little bit of a time out. I'm going to go for a walk. I'll be back in an hour. Or we'll talk about this in a little bit. Or he, at this point, I've cried so many times. My husband kind of gets, I just need like three minutes. It doesn't take me long, but I just, I just need to get it all out. And he understands. I come back and I'm just going to be, it's going to be a, a an important, beautiful intense process for me and I'm not there forever. So in summary, when you're in pain, when you're stuck, you're overwhelmed, consider asking yourself with so much tender love, compassion, and understanding, the story I'm telling myself is to to hear yourself. Sometimes it's really beautiful to hear yourself. Ask yourself with so much tender love, compassion, understanding. You have three big categories of options. Do you want to keep the story and just love on it? You totally can. Option two, do you want to change the story? Think, what would Oprah say here? Totally can. Change uh, Step three or another option of categories is, do you want to change a circumstance? Is it time to leave this tired job? <laughs> What's the question I ask myself? Do we want to ask husband for help in the kitchen? Do we want to just stay home for the holidays? Right? We get to, we get so to do this. We have three categories of options. Love on that story and keep it. Change the story. Change the circumstance. And within these three huge categories are actually millions of options. There are millions of ways to take care of you while you're in pain. Maybe it's to take a bath. Maybe it's to cry. Maybe it's to read your favorite book. Maybe it's to watch Netflix. You just said you want to change a story. There are millions of different stories. Think about what would Oprah do? What would someone who loves your life, what story would they be telling? What's the opposite of your current story? You can also change a circumstance. And there's millions of ways you can change a circumstance. Leave that tired job. Go find another, go interview, go for a walk, get to the gym, ask for help. If we get to just pause and remind ourselves, we get to tell the story. We're not wrong for the stories we tell. Our pain has a purpose. We can take care of the pain. We can choose a different story. We can change the circumstance. We can love on the story. All of this is an effort to create so much space, so much connection to ourselves, so many options and freedom. This podcast episode resonated with you. I want to invite you to join my coaching program where we do this work every single day. It's beautiful. And we are waiting for you. So go right now to yourpathandfocus.com and get started. To never miss a podcast episode, a book club, a training, a freebie, make sure you've entered your email at yourpathandfocus.com slash email. Have a beautiful day, everyone. I also wanted to thank those of you who listened all the way to the end. Thank you so much. And may I ask you for a little favor? Since you listened all the way to the end, do you mind subscribing and leaving a five-star review with a comment on iTunes? The comment can be super brief. It can just be, I love this episode, or I can't wait for more, or whatever's on your mind. Why that's so meaningful is it helps the algorithm send this podcast to more people like you. We can help more people feel better right now. And this is how we can partner together to make the world a better, safer place for everyone. I'd appreciate that so much. See you next time. Bye.